Welcome to The Money Huddle, a podcast that explores financial topics for families and small business owners. Hosted by Michael Baker and Ross Marinell. All opinions expressed by Michael and Ross or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and may not reflect the opinions of Planners Alliance. The podcast recording is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Planners Alliance may maintain positions and securities discussed on the program. Welcome back to another show of the Money Huddle. Uh, my name is Michael Baker, and I'm here with Ross Marinell. Ross, how What's you doing? What's going on today, buddy? How we doing? <laughs> doing all right. Doing all right. Just uh, getting ready to uh, dive into this interesting topic you brought to the table today. So today I have a article I thought was really interesting. This was based on a survey by the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies. Okay. And the headline of the article is the financial struggles of unplanned retirement. Ooh. So I want to give a little backdrop here. Okay. So the Transamerica study found that on average, Americans are retiring at age. Do you give me a guess what you think the average retirement age is? That's not fair because I've I've, uh, I've I've studied this stuff. <laughs> um, well, here's what I will say. <clears throat> Most people, if you ask them about retirement, they tend to say 65, 66 because that's the age that our two big programs kick. Well, that's the, that's the age that Medicare kicks in, right? Um, and it's also you know, um, you know, Close that's usually kind of like age where we mentally security. account for, like, hey, retirement, I can get healthcare, Medicare, you know, so sixty five, right? So I would agree. I think that for many people, they're targeting that sort of mid sixties age range right. where we think, okay, I can transition uh, from my group he- employment healthcare plan. So the reality is what this study found is that the average age for retirement is 63, but mm. more than half indicated that they retired sooner than they had planned. So, so, rela- so okay. So you're saying the, the, the actual average age is around 63, but more than 50% of those surveyed, retired earlier than they thought they would is that right that's correct so it was an unplanned retirement meaning either they had a health issue Uh that prevented them from working or it was some other employment related issue so maybe a downsizing corporate layoffs companies out of business whatever these circumstances may be so this prompted i thought an interesting uh, conversation for us to have because we may see that final let's say two, three years of work history. And somebody listening may think, well, how big of a deal is it? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to talk about. And so one of the things I wanted to kind of kind of get your opinion on was, yeah. all right, when we think about unplanned retirement, let's just touch on a few of the things that have to happen, right? Mm-hmm. If you're, let's say at age 63, your goal was to work to 66. Yep. All right, so what things start to be, begin to affect that individual, what are some of the decisions we've got to make? So what are, what are, what are some of the things that you're kind of thinking about the challenges that might uh, pop up that were really unplanned? Well, first, I mean, the first thing that kind of pops to mind is, is just healthcare. I mean, if you work for, you know, if you work for an employer that provides you with benefits like healthcare, a lot of people um, tend to be underinsured as far as life insurance goes. And one of the main sources a lot of uh, people have their life insurance is they'll buy um, protection through group insurance with work. Right. So, um, you know, a lot of your benefits might be going away. Uh, so that's the first thing that kind of pops it's in my the mind. The first thing I think that popped in my mind, too, is, OK, so let's say 
at, at, at age 63, you lose your group employment benefit plan mm-hmm. being paid. Well, at least the, the, the way that you had it before, yeah. right? Where your employer was maybe offsetting some of that cost. So the alternative then becomes really quickly, well, do you go on Cobra insurance? Right. I was thinking Cobra. It's like, so, so technically, technically you don't lose it. You have the option to go on to Cobra. So we lose the, the lower, um, the lower cost version of our right. And so when yeah. we're, when you're working through your employer, there's a, there's a good chance they're paying for Very likely a, a potentially sizable chunk of that mm-hmm. monthly health insurance. I think they're premium. required to pay it. I believe, you know, I believe they're required to pay at minimum 50%. So what happens then on the Cobra plan is the employer stops paying that portion. You yeah. then as the individual have the option of continuing that insurance, but you're going to pay a lot larger premium than mm-hmm. what you were previously no paying in most cases. So yeah, at, six, at 60, 62, 63 years old. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so it is interesting. Yeah. It's important to know how much your portion is. Of course we know, you know, if you're seeing your paycheck and you're seeing the, the, the health insurance deduction coming, you know what you're paying for your health insurance plan. Right. The question is, do you know what your employer is paying? Because exactly. that combination is going to be more closely resembling what the actual COBRA uh, health insurance charge would be. Healthcare was a really, I think, the, the first thing that came into my mind. Yeah. And beyond that, then the alternatives would be, well, you could go on to the Affordable Care Act. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can't be discriminated against for... Um, no, you have coverage. Conditions yeah. are going to have coverage. Then, then, then again, it just becomes weighing the cost and then the benefits of it. So, okay, so we kind of touched on healthcare a little bit. So, what what were some other challenges then that you might? Um, well, you know, one of the things that I know a lot of people seem to focus on um, as they're as they're finishing up, you know, the last few years before um, a planned retirement date is a lot of folks get hyper-focused on paying off debt, you know, and because they want, they want the, to retire debt-free. So they're, they're focused on, you know, accelerating a mortgage payoff or if they're okay with their mortgage, but you know, they've got some lingering credit card debt, perhaps, you know, we've talked about in other episodes, they, they co-signed a student loan and they want to like get that, that loan paid off or, you know, maybe they even have a loan. So, uh, or get their cars paid off, you know, anything like that. So I, I would say probably the, the biggest thing that comes into mind is, um, they, they have expenses that they weren't expecting to have, you know, when they retired because they were planning to be finished with them. Right. So it could have been some accelerated debt payments that now are going to be lingering. Correct. So maybe you can't get the auto loan paid off before you retire, but that was your goal. Mm-hmm. So, um, the other thing I, I, I really thought healthcare. And then the second one was obviously you're, you're losing your wages at a point where you may be making some sizable contributions to your retirement plans. Yeah. You can't save anymore. Yes. Most likely if you were in a 401k plan, for example, and you were maximizing your contributions, it's possible you were making up to a $19,000 contribution this year for your 2019 contribution. Plus a match. Plus a match. Plus your $6,000 makeup contribution. If you're over age 50. And so that's a big chunk. It's a big chunk. And if, and if the goal was in those last several years of work to maximize that 401k benefit, it's your potential peak earning years, mm-hmm. knowing that you're going to have, let's say you're three years away. That's, that's could be $75,000 in missed Plus. 401k contributions, not to mention just the lost wages of not having the job and the income that comes yeah. along with it. No, I'm with you. Um, next thing that would come to mind for me is, um, a lot of people, you know, if we're talking 62 plus, 
you know, I already hit that 62 age where um, <clears throat> Social Security, you know, they're now eligible for Social Security. That becomes a big focus because obviously if you're working, you're not going to most likely if you're working, you're not going to claim your Social Security benefit because even if you did, the earnings test is going to apply. It's going to suspend away those payments, but you you lose your job. All of a sudden, like you said, you, you lose your income. You now like, oh, I have this income stream that's ready, even though you ne- had never planned. So na- do you claim Social Security early? How do you navigate that? That would become something. Exactly. So the, the, so let's take this individual, our hypothetical individual that's planning to work to 66. Let's just assume that's their full retirement age benefit. Mm-hmm. Now at 62, they get the unfortunate news that they've lost their job. Yeah. And if they can't readily find another job or they can't find a job that they're satisfied with, then it begins, okay, well, what do we do to replace that lost income? And I think it naturally that thought of, all right, well, if our goal was originally to claim social security at 66 Mm -hmm. and let's say we have a $2,000 benefit, okay. Okay. $2,000 monthly social security benefit at four times. 24,000. Right. So $24,000 a year. That's if you were to claim, let's say the full retirement age is 66. But if you claim it at 62, you lose 25% of that. Oh, yeah. So your monthly income is going to go down. And, and then that income that you were expecting to have at your full retirement age is, is, gone. is now $500 less. Right. And so that pull-ahead cost, um, there is a cost associated with that, right? And it's and it's getting that lower monthly benefit. Sure. No, and I mean, and, you know, and I think um, at least with us, I mean, we, we, we focus – specifically on social security um, when it comes to you know planning for retirement how do we want to utilize it when specifically do we want to claim do we have a, an actual start date or do we have a kind of a range of you know time periods where we're, we're going to consider you know does it make sense to claim so um, I think what what I would hope could be avoided for anyone that's dealing with that is the emotional reaction I think sometimes it's like <gasps> I better do something and I better do something now. What can I do? Oh, I'm going to claim social security because I can immediately start this. And, um, you know, we've heard stories in the past where people, you know, they, they had, you know, had an event, they unexpectedly, uh, they were downsized immediately went and claimed their social security because they knew they could turn that on. But three months later they found themselves having another job. Right. And they're asking us like, um, can I like stop that social security payment or, you know, what happens because I'm now I'm getting hit with the earnings test and all these other questions. It is. And I think there's an emotional uh, toll that it takes to, cause you, you, you're seeing, you know, th- that individual's knows, all right, there's light at the end of the tunnel. I'm only a few years away from my retirement goal. And then to have the rug pulled out from under you, whether it's a health issue that it literally just, you can't go back to work in the capacity that you were, or you lose your job and you have to start over. For some folks, that may be the first time in their life that they haven't had a job. Yeah, and there is an emotional. I mean, especially with that you know that baby boomer generation. You know, a lot of those folks. I mean, they worked in high school and they never have never not had a job. It literally may be the first extended period where they don't have a reliable employment when they want it. Right, and so it's tough. You know, sometimes so the you know we think about pulling ahead Social Security maybe, but the other thing is too, it's like. All right, do we go? Do you file for unemployment? Yeah, because the reality is, you you if you're actively seeking a job and you've lost yours, you 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 probably deserve it, and that's what it's there for. Well, and, I, but it's an emotional hurdle that people just have to get over because at that point, it's you know if it's an all hands on deck situation where we really need yeah. all the income we can, it, it's I maybe think something um, to do. 
I, you know, I, I used to, I used to have, you know, probably a little, I don't know, I, you know, being, being self-employed for forever, I've never really understood all the, the ins and outs of the unemployment. Um, it really kind of came to the focus for me a lot during the, the, you know, the, the financial crisis because, um, you had tons, I mean, millions of people on unemployment, uh, the Obama administration, they just kept extending it and kept extending it and kept extending it. And, um, you know, having brought on some clients during that time period where you hear like how they were downsized, I mean, sometimes just flat out, like they came to work, didn't even have a clue and it was pack your things. Your job is no longer here. I mean, just so listening through some of those stories, I've kind of lost all any shame, like what, as it relates to filing for unemployment, I'm like, we pay for that. You pay for that out of your, you know, your, you know, the, the companies, they pay for that insurance. And it's like, if something to me, if, if you get hit like that and you're eligible, go and file, I right. mean, go and file. I mean, that benefits pay for that's what it's there for. You know, there's no shame in that. Hey, if you get another job, wonderful. But right. until then, let's use it. Right. I agree 100 percent. Don't be too proud to take advantage of the resources and, and benefits that are there. Right. And that's this, and I think a very clear reason, you know, of why you need it. Right. Um, so the other issue, of course, then is if you're unable to find a new employment before your planned retirement date, mm-hmm. and you're looking at Social Security, you may also then be looking at: Do I start to take early withdrawals from retirement savings? Yeah, and then if you if you're looking at a portfolio that's getting ready to have to be a distribution portfolio several years ahead of when you were planning for it to be, you know, then that's when you start thinking about like how big of an impact could what, whatever the market's doing at that period of time, how does that impact? Your right. Retirement? And you're and and not only that, but just imagine, I mean, if, if you're going through a market downturn with the emotional toll of mm-hmm. having lost a job and losing income, you're already at a high stress level. Can, can you, keep a clear head on in investing through a down market cycle. I think it's extremely hard for, that, mo- that would be for, a lot to for most people. You know, I think, you know, I think it takes a special, a special mindset to be able to not have emotions impacting your decisions at that point in time. I agree. So let's, let's talk just. So what of, else do they got in that study? So, you know, they highlight a few folk stories. Mm-hmm. I, I do think, you know, I'm actually looking here at, uh, this is the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies uh, survey was also uh, part of a Fox Business article, a personal finance article called The Financial Struggles of oh. Unplanned Retirement. Okay. They illustrated a few uh, people's stories, which I thought were really kind of touching and, and kind of hit hit a nerve with us mm-hmm. being a retirement planning firm. We focus a lot of our attention on preparing people for retirement. Right. Um, so some of the issues that have come up, having to look at healthcare before you're ready, having to look at social security, you know, we've kind of experienced this alongside some of the people that we work with. So yeah. we have a personal connection to the story. I thought it was really um, something that was Im- important to highlight on our Money Huddle podcast because it's happening more often than we think. If half the people are retiring oh, yeah. early, earlier than they plan, this is so common that I think this needs to be more front and center than it is. I, I agree. I think, well, I, th- I, I think what it really highlights to me is the importance of, you know, having a plan and getting a plan in place and 
and starting now, right? So like a lot of our, a lot of our peers, like, you know, thirties, uh, forties, you know, having young families, you, you know, don't discount, you know, putting some financial plans in place about, you know, how you're going to be intentional with your saving, how you're going to be intentional with preparing and planning for college, because, you know, life could change, but it's, I have found in working with our clients that it, it is so much easier to adjust and adapt a flexible plan than it is when you have no plan and then life just happens. And now you've got to figure it out because you're strict, right, you're you stressed, your, your mind is cloudy and you know, and you, you kind of take this whack-a-mole mentality. You're like, okay, what's the biggest, what's the biggest thing we got to tackle right now versus when you have a plan, you're like, okay, well let's, let's look at where we are. Let's, let's figure out what our options are and let's, Let's determine of the paths forward that we see which one makes the most sense right now. Right, and there's and, and we instinctively have a immediate reaction to that type of environment. Sure. So maybe it is, all right. That's it. I'm I'm going to liquidate savings. I'm going to pay off this bill. I can't have a mortgage. Oh, it immediately. Or right. you, you 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 just never know where your mind's going to jump to until you're in that situation, and it is painful. And to see, like you said, you have a short time horizon that you just, you know, more than anything, just let work those last two or three years mm-hmm. in a comfortable place, do what you're, what you love to do with your job. And then to have that kind of pulled out from under you, it really does create a painful emotional experience. And so I always look, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll be talking with people and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm not retired yet. And it's like, Hey, that's okay. We should be sitting down five years in advance at, at least. least. Yeah. For a comprehensive retirement Jinx income on that. plan, right? But I'm not. I'm not just talking about. You know, there's folks that get some some really good financial planning done beyond that. I mean, yeah. earlier than that. But I'm thinking, all right, identifying income sources, being mm-hmm. really deliberate about where is the income going to come from, how right. much can it pr- you know produce, and start to come up with some contingencies that okay, what if we can't hit all of the uh, goals of right. debt reduction before retirement? Then what? And create some variables so that if the situation does pop up, there's some alternatives to, to fall back on. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think um, I can't, again, overemphasize enough, you know, just and it doesn't have to be. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be complicated. You right. know, I think, you know, I, I met with a client the other other week and this was this was actually the analogy he gave me. You know, it's a it's a it's a, he's a he's a male and is, you know, about to be 50. And he's thinking, you know, hey, I gotta, I gotta go um, do the things that guys have to do. Gotta go, you know, to the urologist and do all these fun things, just like the ladies have not so fun things that they have right. to do health wise. And he's like, you know, he's like, I, I never even thought about it. He goes, but like just driving over here, he's like, I started to get nervous. He's like, because, you know, I don't know what I don't know, and what if I go and, and you know, Michael tells me, oh, it's it's not gonna be good, and and so I think sometimes people get this they they build up this thing in their head like oh like like coming over here is going to be an unpleasant experience and you know we well first of all we do everything in our power to not make it unpleasant you know we try to make it a you know a relaxing environment we we like to relax and enjoy what we do but sometimes we 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 get in our own way and that's how like weeks become months months become years of not dealing with it and and we think that it's just go ahead and get started and just wherever you are, even if it's just with a four, you know, all you've got right now is your 401k and some term life insurance, but you know, you don't want to work forever. You've got some small kids, 
you know, or, or teenagers, you know, go ahead and try to get started with some type of plan because, you know, as this study I think highlights is like, um, sometimes life can just happen to you. Right. And so just remember, we'll kind of end it here. There's a 50% chance that you may retire on an unplanned date. Yeah. But there's a hundred percent chance you can be ready for it. Well, I think that's true. And, 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 you know, just to, just to expound one, add one more little thought is, you know, I've had, I know that I've had multiple conversations over the last several years with people that, um, this happened to them, you know, they, their, their job either was getting relocated and they were like not leaving because the grandkids were here or family was here or for a number, whatever their reasoning, it's like, Hey, this, this has happened. And we've had the conversation about uh, a phased retirement or, Hey, look, you know, you don't need to go back working high stress, you know, six figure year job. I mean, you know, Hey, if you go find something that you just like doing and you can make 40 grand a year doing it for another few years, you're going to be fine because you've, because you've got the planning in place. Hey, that's a great point. We've seen people and really embrace that change and say, okay, well this corporate career path is maybe over. over. It's done. But it gives me some time to really think about what I want to do next. Sure. And we've kind of watched people go in a completely different direction and be thrilled. Yeah. And yeah, maybe they're not in the corporate office making this high six figure salary, but they are happy and they're doing enough income to keep their retirement plan on track. Well, I think part, I mean, I think part of that too, and, um, is, you know, just like you said, when, when things happen, we're at an emotional and we emotional state and it's hard. It's really hard to like clear out some of those weeds to think. Where am I going to be 12 months from now? Where am I going to be two, you know, you know, two years from now? And I mean, think about this. I mean, if you're married, right. And you know, in our, in our business, 62 years old is young, right? (laughs) It's like, you know, our clients always laugh when we like, Oh God, you guys are young. And they look at us like, what are you talking about (laughs) young? But 62 is so young now. And so, you know, if you're in good health, you know, tons of energy, very active, wanting to go and do things. But, you know, your your spouse still works and is still planning to work. You know, they're, they, they're now the, the main breadwinner or sole breadwinner. You know, I, I think what, what could happen very easily is the idea of, oh, I'm retired, semi-retired is so attractive because it's marketed so heavily like retirement. Oh, run on the, go run on the sandy beaches. I think a lot of people get bored, you know, and then you have some things that you would be um, – you would be excited about doing or trying, but you never had had time before or didn't think you could fit it in. And I think now like, Hey man, this is the time to like, go see if you really want to do that. Right. You know, go try, go try to do something, you know, that you'd be passionate about. See if you can earn a little money doing it. So I think that's some great points. Yeah. And, and, and certainly just to kind of recap, I mean, obviously it's a tough, painful time to lose a job so close to your plan retirement. You're um, you know, you're missing out on wages that you were expecting to have potential retirement contributions mm-hmm. that you need that you want to be able to build your uh, retirement nest egg a little higher so that you have a little extra to withdraw from what um as as we wrap up here so um you read the study like what what would be one what would be your one piece of you know guidance to anyone that that this that this happens to has happened to or you know could happen in the future what what would be like okay this has happened now what do i do all right, so the, I don't know if there's one. I'll, I'll say a couple of things. Okay. One is I, this is where having um, someone that you can rely on to to talk through the decision making process. This mm-hmm. is really about just making level headed, 
objective third party objective decisions okay. where you don't want to have a knee jerk reaction and do something, start something that you can't stop, right? right? Unwind something. So make a big withdrawal from a 401k and it's gone. And mm-hmm. now there's a taxable event. Yeah. I think part of it is just having a, a couple of people that you can rely on to make good decisions. Um, I'll tell you something I thought was really interesting. So I, I uh, uh, heard this story from some people that I know that a few years before this couple actually retired, and, and, and launched into a, a planned retirement. Mm. They started living on their future, what they calculated their retirement oh, okay. income to be. They did a test run. They did a test run. And they did it far enough out that they, they were really seeing, can we um, do everything we want to do on this level of income? What, what cutbacks do we have to make? Right. How do we have to alter you know, our, our lifestyle? And they found it was tough. It was close, right, for this, for this particular couple. But they ended up saving a pretty significant amount of money hmm. because they were living on less than they had been for you know a, a good chunk of their life. It was a nice test run to see. All right, are we ready uh, to have this type of retirement income be the the, the top yeah. line? And I thought that was a really interesting way to kind of approach it. No, I, I, it is, and you know, one thing that I think. Um, people can do today this is something that can be done today as far as your as far as planning i mean obviously you start looking you know 10 years 15 years in the future you have to do some hypotheticals but it's looking at your savings rate looking what you know anticipated you know growth on your assets what does that what kind of income could that look like i mean like if you're 40 right Mm -hmm. i've had young people come in here and say well i'd really love to be i'd love to retire at 60 and i'm sitting here thinking like Man, you know, do you know, do you really know what, what that balance sheet probably needs to look like? I mean, cause really one of two things need to happen. Either you neither, you either need to have the assets or you need to be able to live on a constrained, you know, income source. So I think this is great. Um, it, it's a great topic that, that definitely needs to be highlighted more because, you know, you don't want to be, I think the the main idea here is you don't want to be thrust in a situation where you got to figure life out because you know something happened and you weren't prepared on the fly and on your own. It's a tough place to be. Right. Awesome. Good study. Uh, thank y'all for listening and don't forget to subscribe to the channel. We'll see you next time.